Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the NJ Podcast. This podcast aims to share stories, tips, and insights about achieving success while having fun. From topics ranging from personal development to business, entertainment, and sports, the podcast will have conversations with experts and people in their respective fields. The podcast will also share insights from Jabra James's published and upcoming books. The tagline, which is the theme of the podcast, is success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. This means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Your host, Jablo James. Hey everybody, this is NJ here, the host of the NJ Podcast, and this is episode number 27, and I've got a very a great guest uh, on the show. Um, this is a show where we talk uh, to people from all walks of life, and I don't really care where it is that you come from, whether you're a retail powerhouse, a retail superstar, a retail extraordinaire, I believe that everybody has got a story to uh, to share and a perspective uh, to give us that will uh, improve the quality of our lives. And remember, the theme of the show is that success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. That means you're going after what you've always wanted to go after, and not because somebody else is like forcing you to do it, because it's aligned with what you think is worth it for you the most and that's the only way for you to really live a truly fulfilled and inspired life and on the show today we have Chiamo Matibela and I've uh, been wanting to speak to her for about a year now a year a whole year after she's been she and this uh, brand that she represents has been taking all my bonus money and Christmas money <laughs> and shoes and all that. <laughs> so just a quick about uh, Chiamo. Uh, so she's a store designer and retail general manager with experience in designing well-curated experiential layouts. Uh, she has the ability to collaborate and partner with a business to reinvent a retail environment through design, building, and day-to-day -day operational management. She has worked with large teams through end-to-end -end project management. I salute you because I, I, I do project management myself. So, hey, hey strong person. It's a lot. Eh? It's a lot. It's <laughs> a lot uh, to ensure operational excellence. Her passion lies in bringing ideas and concepts to life through project management and planning for efficiency and the best outcomes. So, yes. Wow. <laughs> Chiamo, yes. thank you very much for joining. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank uh, you. Fantastic, fantastic. So uh, other than the the great uh, introduction that you've got here on your profile, uh, just uh, give us a bit of a, your own perspective on uh, where you're from, or where you are, where you plan on going. So basically, who's Chiamo, where is Chiamo going, and why is Chiamo? Who? Who is Chiamo? Uh, Chiamo is, I think, a very... Um, very upbeat, very friendly, lover of people. Mm -hmm. um, um, I grew up in a, I think a fairly small town yeah. um, in Krugersdorp called Kakiso. Mm -hmm. um, only place I know is home, been there for uh, most of my life. Yeah. Um, and I'm a West Rand girl. West Rand. Eh? Yes. West Rand. Uh, I went to West Ridge High School. Uh -huh. um, and just the West really is like, just plays a really huge part of my life. Mm. Um, where I'm at right now, um, I think in spite of that very long and I think very detailed um, introduction, mm -hmm. I'm basically just a developer and a creator. And what that basically means, I 
love and have a huge passion for just taking ideas, developing mm. them, bringing them to life, and standing back and saying, wow. Mm. Did I, I make did that? that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a well, that I did that, but like, did I do that? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, absolutely, I love working with new ideas. Yeah. Um, conceptualizing, bringing everything together, uh, bringing the team, bringing the idea to life, and, mm. and then just seeing the success of that idea. Mm. Um, where am I going? I think mm. was your other question. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think just the last three years have definitely been, I think, um, the most challenging years, I think, mm. of my life. Sheesh. The last three years have been absolutely well, I can, insane. can imagine, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in every aspect. Um, yeah. Personally, professionally, it's it's been an uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I stand and I look back and I'm so, so proud. And I don't really know if I have um, if I have the answer to where am I going. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I'm certain of is that I'm always so open to learning something new yeah. um, and thrive off being challenged. If I'm yeah. not challenged, I get completely bored. Yeah. Um, and I think just that ability to open myself up to, one, I think conforming to change, mm-hmm. learning um, new things within that period of change and transformation, mm-hmm. um, and then always being challenged, I think, is... During all of that, I yeah. can kind of figure out where am I going. But yeah. right now, um, I am definitely looking for something more challenging. Yeah. Um, still very passionate about what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's where I'm going. Right yeah. So yeah. like, how did how did you get into the space of uh, retail, and how is it that you've been able to thrive in such a really, 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 really tough? <laughs> Um, industry. Yeah. Um, I don't have personal experience there, but I've got uh, family as well as friends who operate and work in retail, mm-hmm. and they say, "Hey, this up and flace me." Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um. So how I got into retail? Crazy story. I've actually got a diploma in public relations. Okay. Um, but I could never find a job in PR. Okay. Like, could never, never worked a day in PR. Yeah. And um, I then got introduced to... That's so fascinating. Hey? That's so fascinating. That I've never worked in PR. Yeah, you started, like, the fascinating yes. thing is that you study for something, but you've never worked a day in your life. There. I felt it's like just... I was sold a dream. Honestly, <laughs> I'm just so irritated. I was three years of my life down the drain. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, we were all told, go into media and manage people and their personalities and their professions. Uh-huh. And then you're just like, what? It was all a dream. Maybe it wasn't for me, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but then I met um, a really amazing couple that um, owned a couple of businesses. Um, the wife was a fashion designer and husband yeah. was in TV production. Okay. Um, and that's pretty much how I got introduced to retail. I worked with the wife um, in her boutique, mm-hmm. um, small boutique, once upon a time, a couple of years ago um, in Parktown, that... Um, wasn't really, I think, kind of reaping the rewards that mm-hmm. she was looking for at that time. Yeah. And so it was a matter of, okay, what do we kind of do next to grow this business? Mm-hmm. Um, literally from conceptualization stage, mm-hmm. um, sat down through through a couple of ideas around, and we came up with two really cool concepts mm-hmm. that we um, opened up in the duty free mm-hmm. um, part of Oartambo and okay, Cape yeah, Town. Yeah. I was like, I, I think I, I remember duty free, and then it's just like you know when you uh, pass in like the international yes. terminals, and then you yeah. have this duty free store that yeah. is cost uh, exorbitant amounts of money for perfume and stuff. <laughs> 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 That's a gross generalization. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we did that, um, yeah. and I was 
uh, I was there for about six years. Six, okay. Um, but I, actually, let me take it back. Before I actually started, you know, getting involved in that retail part um, of this lady's business, mm -hmm. I was an au pair for her. You were an au pair? Oh, okay, Studied okay. for three years, couldn't find a job, yeah. and I was an au pair. Okay. Um, I think for about a year or so, I did that. Mm -hmm. um, and then moved, you know, I got introduced, um, I think, into the wider spectrum of their lives and mm. the businesses that they were running. Mm. So I did that for, for about six years. Yeah. Um, and built five stores. And uh, that was my first bite of mm. the retail industry where mm. I I was involved in retail from the back end. Mm. Um, where, you know, from the stage of building a store, something I never, ever even thought of. You know, I mean, mm. we walk into stores all the time. Yeah. But I never, you know, applied my mind and, and, and wondered who built the store? How did this happen? Mm. What was the thought process that went into all of that? Yeah. And Chihuahua said was the most fulfilling thing I think I've ever had to mm. do to take a picture um, and then see that, you know, that render come to life. Mm. Um, and the thought process that goes into why certain things are placed in certain places, yeah. certain colors are used, oh. you know, um, how does it affect the customer's experience mm. and the manner in which they walk in and out mm. of that space. Um, so yeah, six and years that's later. That's something you didn't study for, right? No, uh -huh. <laughs> no. Um, remember how I spoke about that ability to just open up myself to learning something new? Yeah, that yeah. literally, that's that's. It was just that. Mm. Um, just sometimes stepping back, watching people do what you know what they are good at, and mm. then learning a few things from that. Yeah. Um, and then had a baby, mm -hmm. um, little four-year-old now. Okay. Um, and I was home for. A few months after yeah. I had a baby. Yeah. And um, I then started seeing this brand trending on social media. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what is that? What is this? Uh -huh. um, what is this, these sneakers that everyone is wearing? Mm -hmm. And did a bit of research. Which year was this? 2019. 2019, this is, okay. Uh, early April 2019. Mm -hmm. And so I did a little bit of research. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, okay, back to, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and there were a few gaps that I picked up. Yeah, yeah. And I just really sent through my CV mm -hmm. um, to the email that I found. Um, I think it was about two email addresses that I found, um, the CEO's one being one of the, the email addresses. And I sent through my CV and I said, hey, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Can we meet up and chat about how I think I can contribute to your business? Mm -hmm. And luckily, I got a response. Um, mm -hmm. Went through for a interview, very conversational. Um, and the business had about two stores at that time. Mm. Um, and I, re you know, we st I still laugh about this with Theo when we uh, remember and he said to me, "Which store? Which of the two stores do I want to manage?" You know. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I want to build you more stores. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I said, no, I want to build you more stores. Yeah. And I, I think everyone in that room was kind of taken aback <gasps> to say, okay. You want to build more stores. <laughs> <laughs> and three years later, 30 stores down. 30 stores? Yeah. That's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, extremely, extremely challenging. Um, my, my child is four years now. Yeah. So at that time, he was about two, I think. Oh, yeah, so you had a kid in the terrible twos. Yes. And, you had, and then you've got some, a new kid. In the and then I got a new kid. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How um, did you do that? <laughs> I think a whole lot of support, really. Okay. Um, I moved closer to home. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, a lot of support from family. Um, my husband was extremely supportive as well. And, yeah, I, I just really would not have been able to do it um, mm. if I didn't you know, have the support that I had. Mm. 
and obviously the amazing team. Um, and and I think most of all, I think being led quite well. Mm, you know, mm. I think if you're in a in a space um, that isn't a great environment, that just doesn't allow you to first of all explore, share ideas, um, it's I think one can get you know quite frustrated and unhappy in that space. And mm. so I was lucky that it was a, it was a really good it was a good time it was meant to be mm-hmm. and yeah that's that's where i'm at right now jeez okay so let's 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 rewind okay. to um 2019 to 2020 mm-hmm. um so the first time i heard of uh the brand Batu was uh 2000 and so sometime 2017 2018 okay and i had a thought that i wish i should i overacted on you know because i'd be really? i'd be i'd be I'd, I'd speaking i speak to kids and you know um I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I just, every time I give talks, I just say, these are the shoes that I wear, you know? Like wow. I, I had the thought, mm. but I didn't execute on it. I don't okay. know why. But I do it now. I do it now. Here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then yeah. 2019 hits, and then we faced the best year of our lives, 2020. Um, mm. <laughs> the mm. best year of our lives. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs> the 21-day dream. The 22, oh, I don't know, 6,000 days. <laughs> so, and then... Throughout that entire time, I was like following um, the, the the journey, um, and then I was like, "Okay, he's opening up a store, right?" And then another one, and then another one. I'm like, "This guy's the DJ Khaled of stores." <laughs> another one, and then another one, and then uh, and then I read it somewhere that he's like business was going like something like three hundred percent during a pandemic. I'm like, I never, <laughs> I, I, I never. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> So then, so then, now that you were there, mm-hmm. take us from that journey, like 2019, 2020, through a pandemic, mm-hmm. you were able to build more brick and mortar stores, lockdown, people can't go anywhere, people can't travel, hugging was legal during level five, mm-hmm. so how did you <laughs> manage all that, especially in that time, that's what I'm really interested in, because that takes a, a certain level of skill and um, I'm not going to say luck, but a skill, hard work, mm. maybe a bit of luck. I don't know. I just want to hear your, hear your perspective. <laughs> or in yoga. Or in yoga. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have um, an amazing team at Batu. Um, okay. Batu has a great, great team. Um, mm. We have, and you know, as much as it's a, it's, a, it's a, or I think at that time, it was referred to as a startup. Mm-hmm. We, we were very, I think, vulnerable to some of our shortfalls. Yeah. So shortfalls, you remember Batu was, it was a business that was really started off someone's passion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in that process and how quickly the brand grew, it was almost a matter of bringing people in as quickly as possible. Yeah. And so skills, you know, were, were a little bit of a challenge, but mm. I think what really brought us together yeah. was passion. Okay. I think the passion and the love for that brand mm-hmm. really rallied everybody up. And so mm. how we got through the pandemic was uh, through a whole lot of passion, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> a yeah. lot of passion, um, but a lot of frustration, a lot mm. of tears, a lot of time away from home, mm. fatigue. Yeah, I promise you, by the end of 2020, everyone was just we were done. We uh, finished. Yeah, it was finished. At the end of the end of 2020. At the end of 2020. Yeah. yeah. Um, luckily, I think when the you know, the country went into, it was level four at the time when mm-hmm. things started, uh, you know, slowly opening up around about May 2020. Mm. Um, we were lucky that the brand, you know, was never affected by the pandemic. And I think people came out even stronger. Mm-hmm. So the minute stores op- opened up, um, 
as much as we didn't, you know, at that time we had already decided that we're going to continue with the rollout plan that yeah, we had to yeah. open stores. And we were like, we're not going to stop. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep going. Mm-hmm. We were very, very blessed, I think, to have built uh, a brand that was so loved and that was supported by so many people mm-hmm. that people came through and they supported um, Batu. Yeah, <laughs> yes, you too. <laughs> you were there at a couple and it, 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 yeah. at a couple of our store openings. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing to mm-hmm. see how people, you know, um, left their homes mm. to come and really support. Mm. Um, and it took a lot of collaboration as well with um, landlords. I mean, the landlords at that time, they themselves were going through such a difficult time with um, tenants asking for rental reliefs. And oh, yeah. so it took a lot of collaboration with um, landlords. And again, Fatu is a loved brand, you know, throughout yeah. the country and, and, and probably throughout the SADC area, you know, mm. um, we were, we were supported really, really well by, mm. by some of our landlords. Mm. So it made the job a little bit easier, I think, mm. to be able to literally travel across nine provinces mm-hmm. um, in a space in less than six months. Mm. Um, and I think we opened at, I think we opened 24 stores that in within that like six, five or six months. Yeah, yeah. 24 stores. Yeah. Yes, like how are yeah. you not dead? <laughs> like how, how did you, you make it out? Because that's like... Mm. Okay, so if you open up 24 stores in a space of, what, six months? Yeah. It's like three stores a month, you know? Yes. Yeah. I was in a different province every week. Mm. So I would come home to literally just pack a new bag, mm. and then I'm on the road. Yeah. Um, how am I not dead? Passion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love what I do. Okay. I, I'm obsessed yeah. about what I do. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed about, um, you know, being in a space where... I can actually determine mm-hmm. how somebody feels um, and experiences a brand mm-hmm. um, by literally just walking through a mall mm-hmm. and stopping and thinking, what mm-hmm. is that? You know, mm-hmm. and you know, thinking about really um, some of the most interesting ways you can pull people into the store and yeah. what's the journey that they walk through or that they walk when they walk through the store. Um, I, I'm 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 in love with that. I'm mm. really really in love with that. Yeah. And I think most of all because retail is still a bit of a male dominated industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's always um, I think fulfilling to walk into a room and <laughs> have people think, oh my god, we this is a, it was a woman that we'd be talking <laughs> to. What? <laughs> so I absolutely I'm I'm really passionate about that, and yeah. and I'm passionate about um, I think proving and showing that retail is is. It's a career. Like yeah. you said, it's, it's, it's such a difficult industry. Mm. Um, I think in many aspects, but I think most of all, it's difficult in, in the sense that people don't see retail mm. as a sustainable career. Yeah, why don't people see retail as a, a sustainable career? Except other than the fact that like, you're always working hard. Mm. Some people some people say, uh, I'm not too uh, well-versed on this. That's why I'm having this conversation. Margins can be low. Uh, so why do people not see it as a sustainable career? I think it's a lack of information. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, even when I, you know, matriculated and went into varsity, yeah, I, it was never a point where somebody said to me I could actually study retail. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a huge, huge, huge lack of um, mm. information. Mm. Um, and people then go into retail to work on the sales floor, mm-hmm. um, to to get by, to, you know, pay for fees, to mm-hmm. survive, um. And no one really shares information or has an understanding of what happens outside mm. the store, mm. um, what happens um, beyond, you know, the products getting there and, mm. and people selling. Um, I really just think it's a, it's a lack of information. Mm. And, I mean, I never studied retail either. Mm-hmm. I learned all of these things just um, 
on a daily basis. Yeah. I did do a short course, uh, you know, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Um, through UCT. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really because now, I, there was some point I thought to myself, okay, I don't know what is going on here. I've got to um, learn now. Yes, I've got to <laughs> learn. I remember the first question that was thrown at me was, um, uh, football, you know, what's the football in the stores? I'm just like, what, what is, is what? What is football? Yeah. Like, what is the foot? Okay, what is that? And I knew I had to just familiarize oh. myself with Is that, with is that the foot traffic? How many people yes. going in and out yeah. the store? Okay, <laughs> all right. So, I, information. People yeah. are not informed about, um, I think, the many aspects that are involved within retail. Mm. Um, it was only in the last three years that I got a good understanding of what a leasing agent mm. is. You know, What is um, a leasing agent? So, it's the person that um, assists the tenant yeah. or the brand to get into spaces, okay. um, like a mall. Yeah. Um, but there's a lease to be you know, that needs to be signed. Mm. Um, and as opposed to dealing directly with the landlord or the owners of that mall, mm. you would go through a leasing agent. Sometimes mm. it's the general manager of the mm. mall. Um, sometimes it's um, the person that actually works for the company that built that mm. particular mall. Um, but it's a, just a, it's a go-between person. It's yeah. a go-between person. Mm. So you guys don't actually own the actual physical space. Mm. You rather just lease the, the actual Correct. store space. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Because I, I was thinking how they bought all these stores. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just, it's, it's all leasing. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, let's say there's a lot of people now who've matriculated, they're going into varsity, some people finishing varsity, going into the workplace. Um, what If they are looking at the work that you've done in retail, they're like, I want to uh, be the next retail superpower house, you know? That makes sense. Retail super powerhouse. That's my <laughs> word now. <laughs> Retail super powerhouse. Mm-hmm. What what advice would you give someone who is going into varsity and then the next person who's leaving varsity? Mm-hmm. Saying, I've thought about retail, but I don't think I can make a lot of money in it. It's, it's, it's it seems super hard. Mm-hmm. It may be saturated, oligopolistic, whatever the whatever myths it is they may have. What advice would you share, knowing what you know now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think it would definitely be um just reading up on it mm-hmm. on on retail. Mm-hmm. Um, I see now there's a lot of courses out yeah. um around retail management. Um, and I think my first piece of advice would definitely be for somebody to go and actually, you know, do some studying mm-hmm. and reading up on retail management. Mm-hmm. If you are, you know, if you've actually maybe gone through that course, um, and you're ready to get into the workspace, I would also really strongly suggest that one starts on the sales floor. I think if you don't mm. understand what is going on on the sales floor and how to interact with, with the customer that you'd be serving mm. um, from the back end, whether you're building stores, whether you're part of the marketing team, whether you're part of distribution, you know, um, and, and that kind of stuff, I think mm. definitely familiarize yourself with what happens on the sales floor. Yeah. Because so much conflict, and I see it in the office uh, a lot, so much conflict happens where, where you know, People sitting in the warehouse or, you know, the head office don't really understand the dynamics of what's going on on the floor. And mm. so it's difficult to try and um, give the sales team everything that they need in order to serve the customer because mm. you have, you know, very, very few um, or little understanding of what's going on on the sales floor. Mm. Um, I think that's my second piece of advice. Third piece of advice, um, I really think people need to start opening up um, to serving and working with or for local startups. Mm-hmm. I think there's such a huge opportunity in 
in being involved. How are we in... gonna make money now? Startups. How are we gonna make money? <laughs> that's, li- that's, a li- that's an honest question. It is an honest ask. question. Ask, so yeah. it, re- it does require a lot of patience. Yeah. Uh, I won't lie. It, working for a startup requires a lot of patience. Yeah. Um, but you also need to understand what the vision is mm-hmm. so if you are going in there um with i think your first mission to to make money mm. it's just it's not gonna work out then it's gonna fail okay so understand what the vision is um and i think you have to fall in love with that vision mm-hmm. because you have to you have to then you know kind of fulfill your duties mm-hmm. um like you're you're running your own business or like mm. you're building your own business mm. um and there's so much opportunity in startups because you essentially get involved in so many things beyond whatever your roles are yeah. at that time. Yeah. Um, because the biggest you know, mission at that time is to make sure that this business grows and it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. So I really think um, I would advise um, students to, to start, I think, looking at startups. This, mm. this, for me, and I've never worked in a corporate. Um, never worked large, in a corporate? Okay. I've never, ever, ever, ever worked in a big corporate. But I've always worked for startups. now? Yes, because we built. Okay. You know, because we built. <laughs> but I've never, like, been... <laughs> you're amazing, you're amazing. I really I've got another one for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the experience that I have uh, from startups mm. is invaluable. It really, mm. really is. It's, it's. I think even if at some point I, you know, um, have the opportunity of working for a bigger retailer, mm. which I don't, I don't know, but let's say a it happens. Retail, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go in there. I think with a lot of um, the ability to um, open myself up to learning mm-hmm. opening myself up to i think working i think the really crazy hours yeah um because i've learned to build something from the ground up mm. yeah and there's that a sense of pride and achievement to yes. say yeah, i did that yes. uh, no not that i did that i had a hand in in doing, in that. doing yeah. that yeah correct uh, that's yeah. That, that's amazing so what was the hardest thing about uh wanting to build um 24 stores in that amount of time and where did you get the the audacity, the temerity, the goal for you to go <laughs> and think you're going to build 24 stores and succeed? That's amazing. How do you do that? Um, the most difficult thing, I think, was spending time away from my family. Yeah. 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 That was very, very difficult. Mm. I, I remember just being in hotel rooms and crying because I miss my family. Did you cry like um, a professional mourner? <laughs> I cried. Um, I cried in the shower, so it just felt like I, I'm just taking a shower. <laughs> you're, sli- you're sliding down the shower. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was really tough. Do me a um, favor, please. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Okay, oh, seriously. So, so you spent a lot of time crying because of being away from yes. the thing that you love so much. Yeah. Uh, should have taken a toll on you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm. And where did I get the audacity? Um, that greedy to think that you're going to build 24 stores you know, in a pandemic and you succeeded. Yeah. That's amazing, yeah. I think I've always known that, especially when I figured what I can do within the retail industry, mm. I knew I was going to be the first woman mm. to, I think, really... Make that market. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I knew I was going to be the first woman that... And the yeah. first South African woman, I think, mm. um, to really, I think, um, do something really incredible mm. um, to contribute to the retail industry. Mm. And so I think with every store that I've built, I 
I've built it with the intention to say, this thing has my name on it. Mm. Um, and so I can't, I can't fail myself. Um, and I think most importantly, I can't fail the business that I've said that I think, first of all, gave me the opportunity. Because mm-hmm. remember, I went in there and no one really knew what the heck I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and so I knew I, I, I couldn't fail that business, mm. but I couldn't fail myself either. And I really couldn't fail um, the commitment I had made to myself mm. to proving that retail is a, is a sustainable career. Because yeah. at, there is, you know, there was a time I thought, let me start using the hashtag retail is a career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a lot of questions of people asking, oh, really, how can I you know, start a career in retail? So I think that's where the audacity came from. Mm. Mm. Retail is a career. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. I'm still like... 24 stores mm. so like uh, how did you come up with a number well like because because uh, I, I imagine project management you've got you start there these are the number of stores that we want to open them this is where we want to open them how did you go what was your decision making process for you to get to that number and mm-hmm. to the locations and then mm-hmm. i'll get to the most interesting part of those stores the design yeah. of the stores was very amazing yeah so funny story the number um <laughs> the n- I don't know if I can if I can speak about the CEO. Oh, go ahead. That, that, he's crazy. Yeah. So we, we, we can, would start we with a small number. <laughs> Who's really there? You're crazy. <laughs> um, we would start with a small number uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. in a very respectful way. No? Yeah, yeah. Um, we would we'll start with a small number. Yeah. To say, okay, we're going to build seven stores. Yeah. And then we would kill seven stores so quickly at that number. Or, or we would approach that, you know, that target of seven. Mm-hmm. And he would throw in like another. Nah, I think we're gonna do another seven. And I'm like, excuse me, what? What? Yeah. What? Um, you think you can do this to me? <laughs> <laughs> you mo- I'm just like <laughs> another seven. What? She's like. And we still talk about it the same. Um, now I'm the one that's saying, no ways. Are you kidding me? Ten stores? No. Yeah. This, he's, no. And he will remind me to say, do you remember how scared you used to be of this going big? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think also. The number wasn't also just, it just didn't drop out of nowhere. It was very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're the kind of brand that pays a lot of attention to our customers, um, where they want us. Um, and one of the things that we did very well last year was to open up stores in, I think, some of the places that people just don't reach. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were two places in particular last year we went to called um, Burgers Fort. Burgers Fort. I had never yeah. ever heard of Burgers Ford, and it's like a five-hour drive. Yeah. Um, and the other one was called uh, um, Acon Hook. Acon Hook. Jeez, where's that? Somewhere in Pumalanga. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'd never ever ever heard of those two places. Yeah. But because we were a brand that pays so much attention to our consumers. Yeah. Um, um, and our consumers are very very um, you know, expressive. Mm. Um, and we also paid a lot of attention to our e-commerce mm. um, that obviously grew very well um, after the, or during the, f- the, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. And so we, we really noticed and paid attention to where a lot of our deliveries are going to. Mm. And the notion was just, look, if we're, s- if we're sending so many shoes through um, an, the, the online platform, these mm. are definitely customers that will want to come into the store to experience the brand. Mm. And yeah, that's basically how the numbers came up. Yeah, that's that's crazy, yeah. and I was I was very happy that you guys opened up a store in Benoni. No, it's not even Benoni; it's Boxburg. You guys still, you guys still not even in, in Benoni. You guys should open up on Lakeside <laughs> we'll Mall. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody 
Eve, Israel Moe. I'm like, Israel Moe, wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if this is a good or bad thing for me. Because now <laughs> I will drive past, I'm like, okay, I have to go start the Good thing, again. good thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so which was the most exciting um, store opening um, out of the 55 million that you had? Yes. Okay, so I think most exciting was Springs, mm-hmm. but most challenging, yeah. if I can throw in that question, was uh, Canal Walk in Cape Town. Canal Walk in Cape Town. Why? Yeah. That's interesting. It's a big, beautiful mall. And so the expectations and the rules around um, how tenants build their yeah. stores it's like high. was, uh, I think, the most stressful thing. Didn't you guys get an award? I, I thought we I got an award for Springs. Oh, for Springs. Yes. Oh, and Canal Walk, actually. Yes. Because I, I remember yes, seeing your yes, stories yes, yes. that you guys, were you in Canal Walk? I saw something about yes, Canal in Walk. Yes, ca- we were, I was in Canal Walk and we, we received Retail of the Year. In Canal um, Walk. Last year in Canal Walk. Wow. Yes. There we go. Oh, bad. Wow, bad. <laughs> um, which I think was very, very fulfilling. Ah. Sure, that was amazing. None of us expected that. Yeah, no yeah. one expected in the business mm-hmm. because how challenging that building that store was. I remember we we ran late by I think about two weeks oh, to wow. open the store. Um, and they made us break tiles at some point and reinstall because break tiles, yes, and reinstall yeah, because Why? they were just not up to date standards. What standards are these? Yes, I'm telling you, that <laughs> that place is very meticulous when it comes to detail. Mm. Um, and then Springs, um, was I think definitely my my favorite. It was a beautiful store, and with yeah, that store, yeah, yeah. we won the best retail design, best retail um, design. Of, the, of the year. So yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah. amazing. That's that's when we put some was there. Ne? Yes, I mean, Sumi's has been to a couple of our stores, but that one in particular was that was it's a beautiful store. No, I remember because uh, like I, that's where I bought one. Of oh yes, shoes, you yeah. were there. Yeah, yeah, I bought yes. one of his shoes. Yes. Yeah, I was, I was like, I hear some When I saw me, isn't it? Kulu fi, kulu fi, guni, guni. No, yeah, that store is yeah. it's stunning. It's stunning. That that that's that store opening was crazy. Yes. It was crazy. Yeah. It was packed. <laughs> hey, trying to get it. Look, listen, as a, as a, as a consumer. Yeah. I, all I wanted to do was buy shoes, say hi to Sumizi, hi, say hi to Theo, say hi to you, and then leave. Yeah. I couldn't just do that. So I'm waiting out there by by the the, the door, and it's mm-hmm. packed. There are like bodyguards, and like security. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so why are we all here? I was mm. like, no. Are you guys going to buy shoes? Yeah, but we're here for Sumizi. I'm like, uh-uh, what the, what's going on? <laughs> this guy, he walks in like a rock star. He struts in like a rock star. <laughs> So this does just walk. He's no, like, yeah. yeah, he's a peacock, <laughs> that guy. He's dressing like a rock star. Everyone starts crying. People on the windows. Oh I'm like, nah, I just want to go buy my shoes, mm-hmm. say hi to the people, and then go home to go watch uh, Justice League. That's what I want to <laughs> go do. So then they're like, if anyone who's buying shoes, can you come in? I'm like, yeah, it's just me. And I look back, I'm like, how? Is it just me who wants to buy stores? I'm like, wow, so you guys got that star power. Yeah. Like, it, it We're an experiential brand. We're really, really experiential. And even though... How did you even partner up with uh, 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 some, some cat? How did we? Yeah. Um, honestly, I built and managed the stores. That's a you know, different part of the business. That's yeah. our marketing team. Yeah. But I think if top of mind how the, 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 the collab happened with Somizi was um, when um, Theo started the business. So Mizu was one of the first celebrities that really, um, you know, vetted him. Yeah, um, yeah. Took a pair of shoes, and I remember the story around that was he said he he's not going to post the shoes um, unless he likes them and they're comfortable. Okay. And so he put the shoes on, loved them, and 
that's how it that's how that relationship happened. Yeah. Um, with and Butter. I think it was inevitable that um you know eventually Butter would do something with Samizi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually thought there was some I'm like, are these Samizi shoes? Back then when you wore them, like I think you posted yeah. them somewhere. Like, are these Samizi shoes? I'm like, oh, oh these are fresh. in fact, before the actual Samizi range. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. So that's that's really how um the collaboration happened with, with Samizi. Yeah, that's beyond crazy. So yeah. now I want to get into something that like, I want to talk about how you guys actually designed the stores okay. uh, because I've I've seen a lot of stores in my life, but then yours is is, is different. Like it's funky, it's hip, it it shows me exactly what I want to see, which mm. is pretty much all the shoes. Actually, you know what? You know what? I blame you guys for my uh, what's this sneaker addiction? Actually, yeah. it's a sneaker addiction. You <laughs> and drip. <laughs> That's you that's and Drip, I'm gonna stop there. Yeah. You too, I will get into it as well. <laughs> like, like honestly, because I mean, I was like, okay, I need to, because I was never really focused on um, casual shoes. Mm. I just used to buy. Okay, I'll go to that shoe city, get myself matching. Yeah, yeah. I was like, ah, let me let me just funk it up. But I didn't wanna go and buy Air Jordans. Um, hey, I love Air Jordans. I love Air Jordans. <laughs> I just wanna say, <laughs> keep my options open for Michael <laughs> Jordan to come to the show. Uh, but I wanted to s- support uh, local brands mm. because I, I was like, okay, like the, the the overseas brands have got enough of a strong a stronghold mm. of us. I mean, mm. enough people buy Jordans here mm. in the country. Enough people buy Nikes and Adidas and Puma. So I was like, yeah. what is a, a brand that I can be proud of? Because I'm I'm on this uh, uh, drive to. From head to toe, I want to be dressed in purely South African brands. Uh, so yeah. next is uh, Tepo Jeans. Nice. I need to put up a savings for his stuff because they... <laughs> 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 it's me and my clothes. I'm, I'm no, nah, to I'm not doing my clothes. Hey, that guy as well. <laughs> He's doing fantastic stuff. I'm, I'm like, guys, really? But for you, I won't pay my rent yeah. this month. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, so then I was like, okay, let me let me, let me me start, start with that. So I went to... The New Town store. Okay. When it was it was it 2019 or oh, 2020? Mm-hmm. The New Town store. So I'm like, okay. Uh, went with one of a friend of mine, Bongi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says hi, by the way. She's a colleague of mine. You don't know her, but she still says hi. Hey, Bongi. I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll tag her in the photo we take. I'm like, okay. yeah, she's right. <laughs> um, so we went there to go and uh, buy the stores, uh, the shoes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how much they cost or. Mm-hmm. Um, how they how all of them looked at it. Yeah, I did some research. I'm like, okay. I walk in and then I see was it the Moja X? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Moja X, the black the ones. I'm like clean one. Yeah, the clean ones. Mm. Just clean. No, no fa- yeah. fancy patterns. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. How much? I looked at the price. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna buy all of these. <laughs> so I went and I went and I bought them. And then I was like, okay, for my wife, I'll buy some more for my nice. wife. I came back the next month, bought oh, wow. some more, and then the next month. Bought wow. some more. Then I bought uh, so some of these gold ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I bought the ones in spring. And then mm. one at, in, in Benoni. Uh, uh, Benoni. Yeah, Ishram Mall. Yeah, that's That's Boxburg. Mm. Uh, two distant places where I got these these red ones. Mm. And then um, for my uh, for my traditional wedding, we got married in Batu. Yay! Yes. So <laughs> can I please, please get my loyalty card? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I think we, you really you deserve it. <laughs> Really I said all of that just to get to that. <laughs> so, so the first time I went to the store, I'm like, "Well, this is a very clean store. Um, it's very, uh, it's very orderly. Like, okay, that's where the Moja X is. That's where the Mesh is. That's where the Suede Suave is. Uh, suede Edition is. Mm-hmm. And then it was like packed. I'm like, guys, I, I don't want to. Wh- what is going on here? It's like, 
there's just the butter store with like vines going yeah. around and then everyone else like I'm like, are there no other stores in this <laughs> shop? <laughs> you can just um congregate here. And then I went in, customer service is uh, great. And then I just looked Probably at this. Boop, 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 boop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys deserve that. Customer service is great. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I was like, this is a well-designed store. So Mm -hmm. now my question is, how did you guys get to the point? How do you, what's the process of designing the store and what's the psychology behind it? And how do you guys channel the foot traffic and where do you guys uh, say, this this is where you guys can sit and try out the shoes and where you guys put them, that whole thing. I'm just really interested in intriguing that. So one of the things um, that I really, really, I think, wanted to strive in, in achieving um, as we designed the stores was to, I think, reimagine how um, our people shop um, and shop for local brands in mm, particular. Mm. I think we've been in a lot of big retailers. Um, and, I mean, the setup is quite general, you know? Mm. So I think what the, the, the larger retailers do very well is visual merchandising mm-hmm. because I think the budgets are much bigger and so you, there's so much you can do. The budgets are bigger, the stores are bigger. Um, mm-hmm. And so there's a lot that you can do in terms of changing up what the store looks and feels like um, as often as possible. Mm-hmm. So with, I think, the minimal space that we have, um, we're very intentional in how we, I think, create a space that has enough room for people to walk around in. Because okay. our stores, get they get full. Yeah. Right? I, so I'm a witness. Yes, how do people <laughs> move around while they're in the store? Yeah. Um, and have a clear, I think, visibility of mm. where everything is. Mm-hmm. So in the larger stores, it's easy to create departments. Mm-hmm. In our stores that are a little bit smaller, yeah. um, you really have just the outer walls to use because you can't do much in yeah. the center of the store because the store gets full. Mm-hmm. You don't want people knocking things down. You yeah. want them, you know, the ability to kind of move around. Mm. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I really am I'm, I'm intentional about. The second thing is um, reimagining and relooking. What, mm. what a local brand should look like mm. in a mall, yeah. right? So a lot of the times we've seen local brands, they are there, but they're either in a kiosk or they're in a pop-up. Mm. And pop-up, it could be a walk-in store, mm-hmm. but um, very few shop fittings yeah. um, because of low budget mm. um, or you know access to the, the ability to invest in that space. Yeah. And what I knew I wanted to do was to create stores that are so beautiful yeah. um, through using striking colors because we're okay. a bright, colorful brand. Yeah. And so I wanted our stores to really speak to that. Yeah. Um, so if we're, you know, next door, you know, another big brand, yeah. man, you need to stop and say, there's no way I'm going into this big brand. I am yeah. going into that store that because store, yeah. that looks amazing. Ah. So even from, I think, just the innovation, we were one of the first uh, think, uh, sneaker stores that had levitating stands where yeah. um, our sneakers look like they were kind of floating yeah. and spinning in the air. So oh, they're spinning, yeah, they're spinning, <laughs> they're spinning. So innovation was very big yeah. for me. Um, lighting was a huge thing for me. Yeah. Um, I like I want somebody walking down. Da- yeah, yeah, I want somebody walking, you know, down whatever corridor in the mall, and you just you can't miss our store because yeah. it's bright, it's colorful, um, and it looks like it's a fun space to be in. Yeah. Um, it requires, I think. Um, a lot of research in I, I've just chosen to kind of uh, um, allow myself and look at what stores look like overseas mm. because I wanted to, but to, to 
feel like you know an international brand on yeah. an international scale you yeah. know um and i mean our mission is to be a brand that people can affiliate with uh, with across the world mm. and i really wanted that uh, our stores to feel like you know a, a, a store that you could take lift it and put it anywhere in the world and it would just be an amazing space to be in mm. yeah that's great. And then we also have the customization labs, right? Mm. I have, I've yet to try those. I That's one thing that's on my bucket list. Yeah. Do the customization labs. Was that also a brainchild of yours or was that before or after your No, so it, was, it wasn't a brainchild of mine. Mm. That actually was um, an idea by our head of marketing, yeah. Mashudun Dogu. So she came in 2020 and mm. she was just like, guys, how do we expand on um, creating an experiential mm. um, space? Yeah. So yes, the stores look amazing, um, but what do people actually get to do while they are in our stores? You know, mm. um, and that's how um, customization started. Mm. And sure, the demand was amazing, mm. and so we decided to then do the customization labs to say, um, we've got two customization labs that are adjacent to the stores. So we've mm-hmm. got one in Pretoria and one in Newtown. Mm-hmm. So you come into the butcher store, you buy, you get into the customization lab, and you are able to put a personal touch. Yes. On your shoes. Some of our stores, like Savannah Mall, um, Canal Walk, um, Hemingway's in East London, they've got smaller customization labs within the stores because mm. those stores are much, much bigger. Mm. So, yeah, so it was just a matter of saying, how do you know we give people more to do um, in our stores as opposed to just buying sneakers? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and put a Batman logo on one of mine. Yes. Yeah, you should see some of the stuff those what artists do. What really do? amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, they do some of the really, really coolest things. I think my favorite, there was one they did of, I think it was Cleopatra. That mm. Oh, that was like on, on, on the gold so easy. On the gold so Yeah, amazing. that was a really, really amazing. Okay, so I've got the gold so easy. Yes. I, I'm not going to put Cleopatra. <laughs> <laughs> it really looks amazing. Though. So I just wonder what I could put on, or put on those. Well, I don't want to customize those. I think I'll, I'll think of something. Yeah, yeah I'll, like I'll think of the Batman part. Um, then the other question um, that I want I want to get into is around the issues of of color, right? Um, because you're a black female and you're a fantastic, striking example of what this kind of country really, 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 really needs. <laughs> really <laughs> needs. You. I thought I thought it was a, a, a lie until I started working and started mm. operating a business where um, black females are underrepresented in occupations and spaces of influence and power um so i can imagine that had a that was a challenging dimension to your to your tenure at, in terms of like growing and rising to being a retail power because you did say that the retail space is white male dominated mm. so how did you overcome that i know you've got the passion you've got the the, the good friends but then um good support structure and a good team so how did you experience any hardships because you're black and female? Um, and how did you uh, overcome that? I don't think, hmm, I, I can't really say I experienced any hardships. Mm-hmm. But I think I always had to be very um, assertive yeah. um, in a conversation mm. um, right from the beginning. Mm. And one of the things I think uh, our CEO really s- always speaks about is that you need to be clear mm-hmm. who the client is. Yeah. So yes, you may be a startup, you mm-hmm. know, um, but you need to walk into that room. Mm-hmm. And you need to let them know that you need us. Yeah. Your mall needs us. Yeah. And make it clear and be assertive as to who we are. Mm-hmm. And remember, I spoke about 
getting an understanding of the vision of the yeah, business yeah. Um, and make it your own, own that vision mm. so that you can walk into a room and speak assertively, speak clearly about this is who we are, this is what we can do for you, just give us the chance and we will prove it. Mm. Um, and so as time went on in uh, building, I think, beautiful stores and uh, landlords seeing the success of the stores, mm. it, 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 got, it got quite easier, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, I think I'm even trying a little bit better in mm-hmm. my negotiation skills now with <laughs> <laughs> rental yeah. with uh, rental rates. Um, yeah. I think I'm doing much better. Yeah. Um, but it was really just, I think, being assertive mm. right from the beginning. Mm. Don't walk in and doubt yourself um, mm. because it is white, male-dominated. <laughs> yeah. And these are, these are people that have been in the industry for years. Mm. Um, and even the people that you engage with, you'll very, very few times um, do I engage with somebody that is you know, within my, 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 my age group. I'm talking mm. about people that have been in there 30 years plus. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's you're starting a conversation immediately with, this is the way we've been doing things. So yeah. you're not going to come so here. So you have to like, change the way that they see things. Yes, you know. Um, I mean, have you ever heard of any store being opened in a mall mm-hmm. and there's like this huge, huge, huge activation that happens? No, usually stores open up quietly. Mm. Um and like just the trade goes on yeah and it's really then you know the marketing activities that happen yeah. in the background quietly so but it was, your, it was all your new. guys did it differently yeah. we did it differently because we were assertive from the yeah. beginning you know it's like say, we will have djs there yes. and we will have <laughs> yeah. our superstar some music there Correct. deal with it we're gonna have balloons <laughs> and we're gonna have everything there. yeah yeah definitely <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, I, I still laugh now because one of the biggest um, I think, uh, pushbacks we get, um, I spoke about lighting. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a lot of pushback to say there are too many lights in your store. Too many lights? Yeah. Um, Why are they complaining? You you guys are the ones paying the diesel Look, I mean, the stores and um, the malls rather are really trying to go um, with more environmental sustainability. Sustain- Environmentally sustainable, I think, um, solutions where lighting. But I'm sure you, I'm sure you can get environmentally friendly lighting. So we use that, yeah. So yeah. we're very now cautious about um, the type of uh, globes and you know the lighting that we we um, we use. Um, but it was it's still a matter of just let us put in the lights. Mm-hmm. If you feel it doesn't work, yeah, we will find a way to sort mm. it out. But again, it's just it just goes back to the point of. Be assertive. Yeah. Be confident because yeah. you know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think it's um, w- one thing that I'm gauging from you is that you don't have uh, the victim mentality. You mm-hmm. owe it to me mentality. No. Or you're just being hard on me because I'm a black no female. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? No, no you don't have that. No. So, no. W- okay, so what, that's a mindset that is uh, commendable. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. However, in my experience, and I'm open to be wrong about this, it is too common. It is way too common to say, um, or some people will say, you're right, you, you need to listen to me, not because of uh, what I have to bring to the table, but because of the stuff that I've been through, right? Mm-hmm. So then, but you've, you're flipping it and say, um, confident, um, knowledgeable, mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and I have an angle, and I'm certain, and what I'm here to do. Yeah. So how did you arrive at that mindset? Because I think it's a mindset that's too uncommon, if mm-hmm. that makes any mm-hmm. sense. So, I, I mean, can you imagine if um, after I graduated and, and I couldn't find a job? Yeah. And I didn't have it in me mm-hmm. to even allow myself to start 
being an au pair. Yeah. Like, guys, I was driving kids around. I was mm. picking them up from school and yeah. taking them to the extramurals <laughs> after um, 12 years of yeah. schooling and then another three years in varsity. Mm. And then I'm au pair. This I'm an au pair. Yeah. So, I mean, can you imagine if I said, what? My life is a lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you think you can do this to exactly. me? Exactly. <laughs> can you imagine? I. Yeah. I, I don't. I wonder where I'd be right now. Mm. But um, I think being vulnerable to whatever the situation is that I'm mm. going through at that time, and then finding a way to get out of that situation, I think is really one thing that really helped me. Something that helped me quite a bit mm. to say, okay, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do with this thing that I have in front of me? Mm. Um. And make that work. Mm. Um, otherwise, just you know, the victim mentality. And you know, I I don't judge anyone that that you know. Um, I think allows themselves to to kind of fall um, into that. You know, into that. Mm. But I really try. I try very hard to to keep away from that because I think it'll waste my time. And yeah. <laughs> I will look back a year later and think, Jesus, had I just got up and done moved. something. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the first uh, response of her to a question like that. It's going to be a waste of my time. No, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've got better things to do than just I've sit got so and much cry to do. And complain <laughs> and yes. moan. Ah, yeah. yeah. So, what is uh, some of the things that are bothering you um, in the retail industry, in the retail space where you find yourself, especially in the context of South Africa, because that's where we operate? And what, what are the things that you're seeing? I'm like, no, man, this thing has to change. <laughs> Let me tell you, child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm actually very scared to talk about this. Um, I think what bothers me. Yeah. I hope people are not going to really hurt me. <laughs> Fetch you. <laughs> <laughs> I think what really, really bothers me is the, I think, lack of respect for for your for your career and your job. So. Yeah, um, so a store gets built, yeah. um, interviews happen, mm-hmm. you apply, mm-hmm. you come for the interview, Yeah. You, I mean, you're clearly saying, I want this job, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it goes well, and then you work, mm-hmm. and, and then at some point you feel like it's okay to steal. Oh, to steal. Trust me, man. Yes, like the like you subverted my expectations. There. Really, I thought you were going to say it's okay for you to be lazy and not do your job, well, which is a form of stealing. Which I think. Uh, that's exactly what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is, ex- it drives me so mad. Are you talking about like physical stealing, like I'm stealing like stock? Yes. Or or are you talking about both, where I'm just not going to pitch at work and. So there's that too. So, yeah. um, and I think this is really common within the retail industry. Yeah. Festive season comes and people disappear. Like. <laughs> You know, like okay. <laughs> Ooh, like, where did they come go? on? Do you yeah. did you not understand the reth- uh, the the industry that you work in? You know, it's so tough, there's that right? to yeah. say that um, it's okay for me to just disappear, mm. um, disappear and say nothing, and say nothing, or oh, okay. come back with a sick note, um, and not forewarn people that you're going to be sick, and then make a plan, or maybe I'm or just even just communicate to or say, maybe I'm just hey, to I'm sick. Grade, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> It really drives me mad. So I think a lack of respect for your job and your career. Yeah, is just, okay. Again, I think, but it still goes back to that thing of, it's just retail. I mean, I'm, I just ah, work in retail. I see. And so there's so many 
things um, that are out there that are bigger and better. Mm. But even if you know this, if you're in retail and it's just um, a, a stage that you're passing through, yeah, um, kill it, man. Yeah, she's just do it so well. Yeah, that it's something that you will continue to speak very proudly of. Yeah, um, I did further that in your life. Yes, you know, just don't go there and think because. Um, you know, my area manager, my regional, whoever, is not here watching me. Um, and so I feel like I can do what I... No. No, guys. No, no. no. Guys, stop it, man. <laughs> stop. And it breaks my heart, yeah. actually. It really, really yeah. does break my heart because we see it too often. Yeah. Where, you know, we have to kind of, we have to let go of people because really? Yeah. Now you're out of a job because of 900 rand? 900? No. <laughs> what can you give with 900 rand? Like, I can't even get my uh, the next the next sky edition. You know, <laughs> like, I'm just like, res- please respect. And yeah. I and I always say to my team that it may be a stage that you're passing through, but this is your career. Mm. This is this essentially is your career. It will form part of your CV, yes. and it stays with 100%. you forever. So this 100%. is your career. Respect yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So people don't respect their careers. Not all the time. Not all the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It does. Especially as for someone like as passionate as you are about your work, mm. and you know the price that you pay to be where you are yeah. and to give people an opportunity, and they're like, "Nah, man. yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, no, you're nah. not watching." You're not and watching. I'm always like, "But somebody's always watching." Have you looked up at the ceiling? About CCTV, like. Like what you're hearing so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking subscribe now button. Follow on YouTube, Instagram, and other platforms listed. Also, check out the website for more information. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for the support. Now back to the show. Do you think they're not working? <laughs> Why do you think they're not working? <laughs> like, like <laughs> I, I swear, like, but they're there. Like, they're there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's okay. So yeah. in response to that, I think I have the same frustration. It's a major frustration. Uh, it start this frustration started with myself. I was frustrated okay. myself. Yeah. Um, so if you just look there, uh, the book at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yes, that one. Okay. That's the one that you you can take home. Theo will come get his way easier. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the my thought process behind. Um, Every time I write a book, I'm basically solving a problem that I have for myself, and I know other people also have. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I started uh, working consulting and project management, um, I worked hard, but there were times where I had this mindset. I'm like, no, man, it's it's it's, it's owed to me. Like mm-hmm. this is owed to me. I can slack sometimes. I cannot yeah. pitch at work sometimes. Yeah. I'm not talking about not physically be there, but like mentally check out because mm. that happens as well. Mm. Um, and then I also th- was thinking about the clients that we were serving um, because I don't believe that you're an employee. Everyone is your client that you interact with. That's that's mm-hmm. the premise of this. But you are the business yourself. Yes. And then we'll get into that because you're building your own brand there, this <laughs> retail super powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so then we did some strategic uh, uh, consulting work for this uh, major um, petroleum distributor. Mm-hmm. And we had to do some strategic uh, analysis on what technologies that they can use and how they can improve their business mm-hmm. and 
uh, bring in more clients and stay up to date. Mm. So we spent six weeks and they spent like hundreds of thousands of rands of consulting fees. I'm like, geez, okay. <laughs> so we came up with a beautiful PowerPoint presentation and then mm. presented to the MD and the board and said, if you put this technology in, your business operation will increase by X percent. You put this marketing strategy in, you'll reach your goal yeah, by X percent. Yeah. They all clapped and I was like, ah, wonderful, bravo, bravo. I should have been, this is like within my first six months of working, I should have been happy, but I was sad. Mm. Why was I sad? We had spent all this time doing all this research, mm. telling them to use all these business principles. The catch is we were not using mm. similar principles for ourselves. Mm. I was looking at the, the colleague mm. I was working with, he was a senior of mine. I was looking at myself, mm. and I was like, hey, but I'm not budget, but you're, tell <laughs> 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 you're telling people that you don't have a career plan, but you're telling mm. people this. And then I was like, okay, something, one of these things is not like the other. And I felt like I'd robbed someone, you know, mm. because if, uh, the, the MD had known, like, you look at my personal life and see that there's no order in what we were presenting. Mm. Um, the same as we were presenting, I thought something was going to be wrong. And then came bonus and salary increase time. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, oh, yes, favorite. yes. Oh, my favorite, yes. <laughs> the, but the bonus I got, I'm like, I can't buy a pair of shoes with this. <laughs> I was like, fine. And then I got passed up for promotion. And I lost my mind. Mm. You know, I had the entitlement mentality, the victim mentality. Mm. Um, and then I complained to my dad. I complained to my brother. And then uh, they both said, I'm like, listen, uh, there's something other people are doing that you're not doing. And then I heard uh, 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 a tape saying that the people who are the most successful and most driven, mm -hmm. like the scene in your example, is that they treat themselves as their own business. Mm -hmm. They are the brand that they present to other people. They don't care mm -hmm. where the source of income is coming from, whether it's salaried income or side house income mm -hmm. or commissions, or that they see themselves as their own brand. Mm -hmm. So that's when I endeavored to, like, okay, I'm going to start writing and writing this. Mm -hmm. And then when I started testing it, Everything else is fine. The mechanics are fine. Finally, customer, unique selling proposition, all that stuff is beautiful. But the, the mindset that you are dealing with is the entitlement mindset. And you know, you're thinking about serving yourself and not the customer. Yeah. So if people who are jeopardizing their career for not even Sky Edition you know? <laughs> shoes, they don't have the mindset to like, listen, if I am uh, with a Fortune 500 company deal like the uh, um, operate like this mm. because if they if they if they don't show up at work they're like apple just like all of a sudden stop selling for one day yeah. what do you think is going to happen mm. and same thing with amazon same thing with watching so mm. i'm like so for mm. me everybody should really see themselves as their own Correct. brand as their own business yes. and then when i s speak to the high school kids and the university kids and uh, colleagues it's the same mentality that needs to be overcome that needs mm. to be needs to be fought um, and I find it unfortunately in, in, in mm. like in unfortunately yeah. like um, <laughs> I, I don't know it's just it's data it's data yeah. so that's 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 the mindset that I you mm. know I, I feel passionate about that because mm. I I was there I'm not gonna say I wasn't there but I, I mean it's there. been generations of go to school um and then go and work for a great mm. you know company yeah um and I don't even think our generation has cracked that yet you know we we the millennials. Are yeah, I we don't just think want so. free food and bean bags. You know, um, <laughs> and then you you go to school and you work for a company um, or a certain yeah a certain company, and mm. you then feel very entitled. You know, um, and part of why I'm saying it frustrates me when people don't respect their careers is that mm. so you're going to leave that place, mm -hmm. right? Um, 
And when you leave, that place will remain standing. Mm-hmm. Things move. Things yeah. continue. Like, mm. the place keeps growing. 100%. But what have you learned? What have you developed? How have you, you know, what, how have you contributed to your own personal growth? Yes. You know? Um, and so, if you if you treat this 9 to 5 just as a 9 to 5 because I need to earn a certain amount of money at the end of the month. Um, mm. And not open yourself up to um, creating opportunities. Mm. Because... You know, and I hear this in, in a lot of interviews. Why are you leaving this place? Oh, there were no opportunities. Okay. Really? Mm. Okay. And my, the first question is, okay, what did you do where, you know, that kind of got you to the place where you felt like there are no opportunities? Yeah. You know, what did you try? Mm. Did you have a conversation with yes. somebody? Did you suggest yeah. something new? Um, how did you try to build yourself as opposed yeah. to waiting for some succession plan for you? Um, yeah. What did you do to mm. kind of build yourself? Yeah, mm. but it's gonna take it's going to take time, and unfort- it's unfortunate that um, I think we're still we're still a little bit far. Yeah. Um, but I think continuously talking about or having these kind of conversations mm. and engaging in these kind of conversations mm. to say you are a brand of your own, mm. you know, um, and you're just going to go through a couple of stops, um, but those stops have to contribute to exactly. Yeah. Um, you know how you build yourself as a, mm. as a business or a brand. Yeah, mm. we've yeah. we've got we've got a lot of work to do. Like you know, our former president, mm-hmm. our former the president before yeah, CR yeah. seventeen. Yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a the song he used to sing. My mom, mother, and I really enjoyed the song. Mm. My auntie, oh, you there, lend lend I is you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think let's keep having the conversations, yeah. you know. Let's mm. you know, um at Batu there's um there's a program that we used to have um that uh the former uh, head of human capital um started and it she she called it um growth readiness. Oh yeah. So you said human capital. Yes. Is that another wor- word for human HR? resources, yeah. So she she Wanted, she preferred using the word human capital because uh-huh. she wanted to humanize the processes and not just throw... Human <laughs> capital, HC, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so she really wanted to humanize the processes. She wanted people to... It must, it must affiliate and resonate with these people yeah. to say this yeah. is not just a process or a rule that's here to catch you when you've done something wrong. You know, How do we make this feel a part of who you are? And so she mm. did these um, sessions with everyone Um that she called uh, growth readiness. Mm. And it was another opportunity to engage and have these kind of conversations to say, what is your why? Why are you here? Uh-huh. How do you want to achieve? That's very important. Yes, you know? Um, and, and I think that's it's, it's one of the starting points, I think, to say, build yourself mm. while you are in a p- particular place. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, mm. So let, let's, t- let's take that and put it in, in your context because mm-hmm. um, I, I know you as a retail super powerhouse <laughs> i came up with the word literally just now <laughs> uh, because um i don't see you as the head of retail but that's not how i see you. that's i see you as that's a role that you play but that's not the totality of your experience um you are a face of retail and you wow. I'm, I see a face of it that's just how i see it eh? that's, that's pr you know what pr is what people say when you're not in the room. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. So, so, that's, 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 so that's what I see. I'll just give you one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I, I've seen you uh, over the past two years. 
sort of build your, your brand and actually like, do you mean giving talks and putting out articles and mm. um, sort of like building uh, that presence um, when did you start s- seeing yourself as that um, retail business in mm. essence that's what, what you see yourself as like how did you start seeing yourself and continue to build um, 2020 so <laughs> the business um, really took like a 360 turn mm-hmm. um, from the small business that it was in 2019 where I started. Mm-hmm. Um, more people, you know, started coming in. Um, well skilled people started coming in, mm. and it now started getting very challenging, even mm-hmm. from a conversational perspective, you know. Um, and so I knew I had to level up mm. um, because when I started, um, it's it's easy to walk into a place where you you know you, you you're still kind of holding each other's hands quite a lot and then as the business grows you need to bring in the right people in the right seats mm. so i needed to um and very challenging time also because i remember even when um the head of human capital then started she came in and did a little bit of restructuring mm. And I remember I it was a Saturday morning and I <laughs> read this email that she had sent where she was moving things around. Mm. And I called and I was like, L- listen, lady, so let me kind of school with mm. what is going on here. Yeah. Um, and you know, the response that I got was basically to say, trust me. Yeah. Um, learn from me. Yeah. And I promise you, yeah, this is going to be beneficial for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I had to then allow myself to accepting that change mm-hmm. um, and definitely learning from mm-hmm. her. Um, and it was in that process that I really started even figuring out a little bit of who I am. So mm-hmm. I knew what I was good at, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know who I am and um, how far I can kind of stretch myself and take, how far I can go with the capabilities and the skills that I have. Mm-hmm. And so during that process, I mean, we spoke about so many things um, and she taught me so many things about becoming and um, what is my why Mm. and you know asking a lot of questions about um, how and why do I do things certain things the way that I do them Mm. you know is Mm. it sustainable yeah yeah Um, and so that's when I really started figuring out what I'm capable of Mm. um, and saying okay I'm here I know I won't be here forever yeah yeah so what do I do or how do I build myself so mm. that in the next couple of years, um, should this journey come to an end, mm. I, I don't, I don't walk out of that place, um, empty. Mm. You know, um, I've built a brand for myself, mm. and I think that that's really when I when I started opening myself up to doing things that that built a name for me, mm. um, and what I can do. I think to to build and, and create and develop and yeah. it was even through that process that I figured oh snap I'm a developer I mm. create things mm. you know I bring things to life mm. so yeah I think I think that's that's really where yeah. how it came about and you've got a, got a, you've, you've obviously getting a lot of support from uh, your colleagues as well definitely yeah. absolutely um, a lot of support from my colleagues but you know even with the support from my colleagues a lot of the stuff that I did um, was uh, not really I think it wasn't part of my day-to-day duties. Mm-hmm. Um, the webinars that I would get involved in, the mm-hmm. um, whatever conferences I might be attending, it was really me saying, hey, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. 
what can I learn from this? Yeah. Um, let me open myself up to attending this. Let mm. me log into this webinar. Let me learn a few things. Mm. And it just it's, it's a ripple effect. You know, the minute people speak about the universe, if mm. you apply your mind and you open yourself up to certain things, mm. then everything else just kind of follows that, mm. that goes in that direction. Yeah. Mm, that's amazing. Mm. So, like, where do you see the brand? Like, the brand, I'm, not, I'm talking about you personally yeah. as the brand, not mm. yourself mm. physically. Mm. Where do you see that going? And let's take a short-term view, like one to three years. One to three years. Yeah. So this year, I was, um, uh, you know, honored as the first South African woman yeah. to be selected in a report called Top Women in Retail. So yes, this I saw, I saw yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> so, Yes, amazing. So amazing. it's the twelfth um, year that this report has been going out, mm-hmm. um, and I'm the first South African woman, and that was that's amazing. Was amazing. Yeah, it really, really. I think it's it's that's big for me. Mm-hmm. And so, did you go have a glass of red wine afterwards? Um. So I, I've had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple, um, but I'm actually supposed to leave for Miami in the end of April if I can get a visa. Jeez. What's happening um, in Miami? So in Miami, so it's it's a report called Top Women in Retail. Yeah. Um, and it's issued by an organization called Women in Retail Leadership Circle. Okay. So end of September, there's a huge summit, um, where top women in retail from across the world. Yeah. I'm talking Reebok, Nike, everywhere. You can think about the biggest and coolest brands. Yeah. These um executive women will will all be in one space. Mm. Um, and I I'm so excited to I think to come back home mm-hmm. and see the kind of person that I will be mm. after I've been exposed to the knowledge and the people that I would have you know that I will be inter- interacting with at that time. Yeah. Um. So I think to answer your question to say where do I kind of see myself in the next couple of years as as a brand as brand Siamo, um. People have always said, why don't I open and start my own business? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but I, 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 I definitely, I'm 100% sure, um, even though you've already said it, that I'm 100% sure that I think I will definitely be the face of um, retail, retail yeah. tr- and, and transformation, I think. Yeah. Definitely yeah, transformation. transformation of, of I, I see you as that right now. I, right, and that's scary that you're already there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm still on my way. <laughs> So yeah, I think that's definitely. Sometimes it. you have to fly before you can walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think that's really where I see myself. Um, mm. I'm, I'm looking forward. I think to contributing to other local brands mm. and helping them build. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and, and I, I think I'll be that the girl or the woman that mm. um, help uh, localization. So there's this term in retail that's called localization, and mm-hmm. it's a huge thing in the malls and. You what, what 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 is it? Because my frame of reference for localization mm. is uh, tech based. Localization yeah. means that your the website um, takes the language of the locale that you are in. Mm-hmm. Hence, if you are in Spain, the website will be in Spanish. Mm-hmm. French will be French. South Africa, yeah. English. So <laughs> in retail, yeah. what that basically means is that the spaces in the malls will definitely do the same. So th- uh-huh. the malls, you know, are looking at creating um, areas where it's a strip of local brands. Uh. So this gives startups the opportunity to come in with, you know, great uh, rental negotiations, 
Um, and it's, it's really a part of the mall. Like, you know how Santon has um, the Diamond Walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's something like that, that okay. the, malls, the malls are really looking at localization to say, mm. how do we get the people in our communities to, or how do we speak, you know, mm. the same language as them yeah. um, with South African consumers, yeah. you know? And that's basically offering, I think, and opening up space for, mm. for local brands yeah. to, to eventually build themselves. Yeah. yeah. The day that happens, I will have no money. Because I'm going to stop there, buy, stop there, buy, stop there, buy, I know, stop I think Menlin, Menlin um, is, is, is starting something like that. Is it? If, yeah, that's one of the malls that I know. They, they ah, really okay. um, are preparing a space for local brands. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know why this happens uh, in the world, generally speaking. Um, I don't know if you're a football fan or not. Mm-mm. You're not a sports fan. Clueless. You're not a sports fan. No. Nothing about sports. No. Don't know. <laughs> okay. Right. So in football, there okay. uh, there's someone called Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm sure you've heard, heard of him. Yes. You've heard of Lionel Messi. Yes. Okay. Right. So there's a we're, we're going somewhere now. Oh yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not lost. <laughs> you're not 100 yes, yes. lost. Cause, um, instead of um, loving the greatness of these two players playing at the same time because they've got a good head-to-head rivalry, there is this need that we always have to have one be the best over the other. And what can end up happening, um, I'm speaking for the football fraternity here, mm-hmm. is that you may end up missing out on the greatness of the two instead of just saying, let me, let's just see these people. Let them coexist. I can be a fan of this, of Messi. I can be a fan of Ronaldo. Same thing is happening in tennis. You know, you can tennis, no? Dorolo, nothing? Okay, there's Rafael Nadal. You've yes, heard of Rafael yeah, Nadal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite tennis player. <laughs> hey, Rafa, I gotta get you on the show. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there's Novak Djokovic and there's uh, Roger Federer. They call them the, the goats of tennis. Um, there are some people who say, I love watching all three of them play at the same time. Uh, one will say, no, this one's better than that one. Djokovic is better than Federer. Federer is better than Nadal. Nadal's better than this person. And what ends up happening there is that you don't appreciate the greatness of everyone. Um, and then especially when it comes to the, the sneaker brand, I know there's there's Drip, I know it's called Root of Fame. Um, that's, there's also part of Root of Fame there. Mm. And then, the, then there's Batu. And then I'm like, yo, they're both South African brands. I'm buying both of them, yeah. right? Um, then over here, well, I have heard debates of like, this brand is better than this brand, and this brand is better than this brand. I'm like, mm. can't you just buy both? Yeah. Can't you just enjoy, enjoy both? So... How is it that have you faced that um, sort of um, forced competitiveness, mm-hmm. um, and how did you deal with that? Um, and what message can you give to people out there to say, listen, there's more than enough space mm-hmm. and money for everyone? Mm-hmm. So um, definitely in the beginning, um, when 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 Drip started, yeah, um, it was. I think uh, there's no point in trying to deny that. It wasn't a shock to our system to say, geez, who are these people? Yeah. You know? Um, because they came in and they came in hard, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were, I think, as a brand, lucky that we had pulled quite a bit, um, not just from infrastructure, but from struct from, from, from a structural perspective as well. Mm. So remember Batu, there was no blueprint. Everything mm. we kind of figured out as we went along. Mm. So luckily by the time Drip came came through, we had pulled quite a bit, you mm. know. Mm. Um but what we then realized very, very quickly was how good we are for each other. Mm. So we serve the same customer. Mm-hmm. Um, if you see somebody walk out of a drip store, they are definitely going into a party store and mm. the other way around. Mm. So how I, I know, think people can kind of, 
how you people can just kind of co- uh, yeah. coexist. I think it just takes research because mm. if you just take things personally, then then you miss the important information, yeah. you know. But if you pay attention um, and you just, I think, really do your research, um, you'll figure out that there is enough space for everyone. Mm. So I ask actually the landlords if yeah. we pick um, a mall, a store in a particular mall. Mm. I always ask, is Drip coming? Are they there yet? Mm. Um, because we save, because we serve the same customer, mm. um, and and it, it's essentially good for us as well. So, mm. it's 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 a very good healthy competition, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I think that's really it's just I think pay attention um, as opposed to trying to be uh, maliciously competitive yeah. because yeah. then you just end up ruining everything, you mm. know, even for your your own business. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I I'm a fan of both. Yeah. Cause yeah, well, my my budget has just it just used to be you know, uh, IT stuff. Mm-hmm. It used to be PlayStation games. It used to be food, a, a lot of it, and then uh. now it's just like sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and I play yeah. you too. Look, I mean, but you're still uh, a more experiential brand. Yeah, uh, yeah. Our spaces are amazing. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, 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 they are. They are. <laughs> like, I like. I kid you not. Uh, they are. Um, I just especially the one in, um. Springs, as you said, mm. uh, I've been there once because it's, it's quite far for me to to drive. And then the store that I freak stores that I frequent the most, that I bought from the most, is the one in Utah, mm. as well as the one in Foxburg. Yeah, East Rand. East Rand Mall. Yeah, I'm from there. I'm from Pinoni. Yeah. It's not my fault. <laughs> Don't judge. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone has a sad story, and yes. that, 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 that's that is my that's that's my <laughs> sad story. That's yeah. enough. Um, and then every time I go there, I'm like, I gotta buy something. The n- next thing is I want to buy something for my mom mm. and my aunt. Nice. Because because see, here's the thing that this is a Moja X one. Um, that's got like the clean, yeah, yeah, uh, the clean look. Very about comfortable. It. Yeah, very exactly, very very comfortable. My wife was like, ah, oh, these are fantastic. Yeah. And she loves pink, so I got her the dusty pink mm-hmm. ones for <laughs> three months. That's what she wore. I'm like, I'm gonna have to buy another one, so I got a, a new pink pair. Now she's wearing all those all the time. I think it's a scam. She's scamming me to buy a new pair. So then when my mom does like a lot of like work, uh, uh, work around the house, I'm like, dude, she must just uh, go and wear those. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, so I wanna uh ask you in terms of the high performance culture that you find yourself in. I don't think there's any denying that you're in a high performance culture. Twenty four store, six months. <laughs> like, she's yeah. like, who does that? So I know that um, the, the CEO Theo is also a very like high performer. At the age of what thirty, he's like basically done more in less time than a lot of people have. Um, so working with that type of uh, personality and drive, uh, is was it was it a major adjustment for you, or did he also have to raise his game because of what you brought to the table? I would assume yes. I think yes. he did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, how did you guys keep going? Because it's like um, you're just just following the the the, the journey. Yeah, you're know, walking the journey. <laughs> I would kill myself for yeah. walking the journey. Uh, <laughs> it's like seeing it's like one success after another after another. Next thing. Uh, you like retailer of the year, then you like uh, ha- top hundred women in retail, mm. and then next next thing is GQ businessman of the year, entrepreneur. This 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 this. I'm like, I can't keep up. <laughs> I can't keep up. So in that high performance culture, mm. it also makes me look bad. Uh, <laughs> it highlights my how lazy I can be at times. <laughs> but then like achieving all these things, and and I'm a really a, a fan of, of the achievement. So how is it that you are able to 
not only match the standard but also keep maintaining it and just keep going keep going because some people will be like oh, i did this and that's enough for me so now i can just take a step back mm. yeah yo i think i don't even know if it's a matter of how can you imagine if i didn't keep up <laughs> I, I i can't Jeez. um there's just there, there isn't an opportunity mm. to not keep up mm. um yeah, Theo is as 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 a very high performance leader. Like he, he really just keeps going. Mm. And I think if if you know we as as a team um just don't keep up, I think we'll fail him, you mm. know. Um he can't be um I personally think he can't just be, you know, the one that um just brings in all the the accolades and the amazing news. I think mm. he has to have a team that, you know, that he that has rallied up, you know, that really does the same. Mm. So how I do it is because he just does it. And I just have to keep up, yeah. you know. Um, but in addition to that, it is me building my own brand. Mm. Um, because as much as one day um, I may not be in that business, I have to leave um, a mark. legacy and a mark, you know. Um, and then I also have to leave with something that I'm able to talk about, you yeah. know. Um, so I just, there's no choice. There's I, you no know, choice. I, I remember the other day he walked into my office and he looked at um, trophies that had just been delivered for me. Mm. And he was just like, yeah, what? Mm. Is this who you are now? Mm. Um, yo, Ooh, this is, yo, so much pressure. And I'm just like, really? Have you seen yours? You know? <laughs> he's <laughs> you being know? modest. Um, he's being yeah. very modest. But mm. um, I think it's, it's, it's also a great sense of pride because mm. he's got a team that is able to keep up, I think, to, to the very fast pace that he's moving at. Mm. Yeah. And have you ever felt burnt out at times? Well, I can yes. imagine. <laughs> Literally yesterday. Yeah, yes. yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about this. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I've, I, I've had to learn to to listen to my body, mm. um, and and stop because as much as we built twenty four stores, um, I think like really in the midst of the the pandemic, mm. um, I never you know I never got uh, COVID. Mm. But Lucky you, yeah. November twenty twenty one, I crashed. Mm. I, my body completely, completely crashed, and I, I then got COVID, and it was really bad, mm. you know. But that was just me not being able to to stop and listen to my body, and mm. you know, they say your body will will force you to mm. to take care of it. So, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I've been burnt out. Yeah. <laughs> how did you how did you get up from that? <laughs> sure. Um, to one, keep I've, going had to, again. I've had to, I've had to, I've had to go to get get back to the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to learn to to stop. Sometimes I just need to stop. Honestly, mm. I really just I've learned to just stop and say, look, I'm not going anywhere today. Mm. Yeah. Because mm. um, then, what's the point of building if you just gonna uh, like break your body down right, for it? Yeah. 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 And because then you just don't get to see then the results yeah. of what you've done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a question I want to get a, a female perspective on um, is that on, on the journey to release my third book at the end of this year, a uh, very tough topic for me to talk about, mm-hmm. and that is uh, Father of Man, uh, title of Father of Man, uh, ways that we can, how can we build better men? Not perfect men, not ideal men, not supermen, just, just, just better men. Um and then given your entire journey um from what i'm sensing is that you had great support from from male figures because of the entire hashtag hey men are trash i'm like yeah thank you what are we going to do about that yeah. now what well, am i next <laughs> i don't know are you i don't know so mm. then um, my, my, i'm trying to figure out too much focus is being put on what's going wrong 
mm. and not what men can start doing better and start doing right. So you've uh, gotten yourself to being Wonder Woman of retail, uh, Superwoman of retail. <laughs> title keeps changing. <laughs> it huh? keeps evolving. Building a retail super powerhouse. So <laughs> there's, I can put a lot of like super yes. people here, like Wonder Woman, Superwoman, <laughs> you know. Um, uh. And your superpowers is resilience. <laughs> 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 um, you've had a lot of male support. Um, so what is it that men wholesale in this country can do better from your perspective? I think it's it's definitely support, um, mm. and I think allow themselves to to listen. Mm. I think just allowing yourself to listen, mm. you know. Um, and if you are a male in a leadership position, mm-hmm. um, don't just you know send your female um, 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 colleagues or staff members to your HR department. Mm. I think if you get a better understanding of what people are going through, mm. um, then you'll know how to support yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just it. Mm. I think allow yourself to listen and, and and sometimes just get a little bit involved in people's personal lives so that mm. you know how to support them better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So what if someone says, look, listen, I don't want to get too much involved in my support in his personal lives mm. because I just want to do work and then go home. What do mm. you say to someone who says that? Um, I think I would say try it. Mm. Just just try something different. Um, see where it goes. And mm. then, uh, you know, I always say to people um, that if, how I, 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 I got in Kobatu was to, mm. um, I just said something mm-hmm. and it was either a yes or a no, but, Either way, I would I would know where I stand, you know. So I always say to people, try it and and see where it takes you, and then you can make a decision after that. So I mm-hmm. think I would definitely say just just try it, and then mm. let's see. Just try it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll see. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> good luck to them. Um, <laughs> so I want to move to the part of the show where you become the host. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. And, and then you ask me questions about the show, mm. myself, things that you know that intrigue you. Mm. Hopefully, you've got some. Um, I think, I think the first question would be, what is it that um, people don't know about you or underestimate? People don't you? know or underestimate or mm. both because <laughs> they can be different. It can be different. Okay, let's start with what I think people underestimate about you. Um, what people underestimate about me is, uh, I think, the competitive drive that I have mm. because. Um, when I work with people, interact with people, it's not like like I'm in your face, yeah, I'm about to take you out, I'm about to bounce back with Jordan, you, all these <laughs> things. Now. Um, I think my life, I think I've res- one of the biggest life changes that I've gone through in my life were always a response to a challenge. Mm. Uh, so if someone challenged me to do something and they say, ah, you can't do that, <laughs> I'm like, oh, really? Okay, okay, mm. <laughs> all right. Mm. I, I'm putting cases on all of you yeah. people. <laughs> I'm coming for you. So that's that's an underestimating thing. Mm. So mm. I was, uh, I'll go back to early days in, in high school. I think a family member said, you, you, you'll never be a leader. I was like, oh, really? Wow. Okay, wow. okay. Uh, one of the best things they could have said to me, I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to show you. So I became, yeah. I became a prefect, came head of house. 
became the the leader of the year for that year. Exactly. They said I couldn't do it, and yeah. so I went and I did it. Um, mm. So major milestones in my life are come from a competitive challenge, and not me competing as a third person, but someone putting a challenge in front of me and saying, I bet you can't do that. Mm. I was like, I bet you I can. Yeah. Like uh, writing the, the first book, someone said, oh, you should write a book. I'm like, well, what am I going to write about? Like, figure it out. So I'm like, okay. I and guess I'm going to do that. I'm like, okay. And then yeah. the next one. The podcast started. Someone said, oh, gave me a challenge. I'm like, mm. the next one. Um, and then sort of the uh, next challenge uh, for, for me is to uh, travel and, and speak internationally and, and globally and just like travel I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go there, mm-hmm. there. but someone said I bet you can't do that I'm like okay oh, wow. alright oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, so sometimes I can be manipulated into doing things because of like <laughs> I bet you can't you do like that it was a challenge <laughs> it was a challenge yeah so then if I'm really challenged um, that's why I'm getting excited to uh speak to people who are considered high performers like when Theo comes in um, I'm probably going to yeah. say what's your challenge to me then <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I like Michael Jordan yeah. but I'm going to take it personally <laughs> take that personally yeah. so that, that's a part of this podcast I want to bring the most mm. um, influential brightest and greatest minds on the show mm. because then I start building a relationship yeah. with them and then if you have these people in your speak dial, speak dial someone you call and speak to regularly, mm. my level has to increase. Yeah. So for me, I need a challenge. I need someone to put a a, a challenge in front of me uh, that seems difficult to do because I probably will end up doing it and mm. say, "Yeah, I told you so." Mm. Otherwise, I would just get lazy. Yes. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. I think you've answered my next question actually. Now, um, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you what is your favorite thing about the podcast. What do you enjoy the most? Yeah. The very thing about the podcast, I just get to look cool. Do <laughs> I look cool? Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> I get to look cool. The most favorite thing about the most favorite thing about the podcast is learning. Mm. That's and for me this is a medium for learning because I'm going to be dead honest as if I'm in church right now. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have my own prejudices. Mm-hmm. I've got my own biases. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of blind spots, things that I do not know mm. and things that I'm ignorant about mm. and I think the one of the worst types of people is a person who has one a strong opinion but is not open to having themselves mm. be challenged for that opinion mm. um, for example if I have the opinion to say that um, black is the best color for a show or if I have the opinion to say you shouldn't have too many lights in your store, mm-hmm. and then I'm presented with more, a new information that says actually having lighting is, is better, actually mm-hmm. having gray is a better colorful video, then I want I want to learn, I want to be challenged because so I can improve, so I can learn and grow. So And also it's uh, the relationships that, that I form. Mm-hmm. Um, so 27, you are the 26th person because I did two episodes with one person. All of these people now I can call, I, I can I can, I can chat to, just yeah. have a, a good conversation with, um, uh, which is, uh, you know, you were talking about the grand vision, mm-hmm. you, like, you like have a vision for yeah. a, a startup. Mm. My grand vision for the show, uh, for the podcast, mm. is uh, after Joe Rogan made $100 million on Spotify, <laughs> I'm like, I want that money, thank you. Challenge, <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Uh, other than that is if you see people who are like an Oprah or a Trevor Noah, yes, he needs to be on the show as well, um, mm-hmm. and, a, and a Joe Rogan, when you speak to them, they're so informed, articulate, mm-hmm. 
and uh, multivariate because they open their minds to different opinions and they they listen to what you have to say and they're open to having their minds changed about about certain things mm. because 10 years ago they thought this way five years later they think this way i think it was ali who said if you think the same way now as you did 30 years ago you've wasted yeah, 30 yeah. years of your life so that's sort of the favorite thing uh, about this uh about the podcast is to s- learn from people and to build a relationship with them and for me to be a completely different person because when you learn something new you die to your old self so mm. like I'm, com- I'm a completely new person yeah. because i learned that that's good point. you have to have good lighting in stores i, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that and then how retail is like yeah. so that's my favorite thing of mm. the podcast and um i used to have a ch- i used to it also goes back to the challenge part right mm-hmm. um i used to struggle with inconsistency so I'd be consistently inconsistent. My dad would say, <laughs> why are you so consistently inconsistent? Because in the morning, he would uh, say, can I please have my tea every morning at this time? And then I'd do it for three days and then stop for two days. And then I'd do it for three days and stop for two days. Yeah. Do it for one day and forget. And then he's like, why are you so consistently inconsistent? <laughs> it's a simple task. You go, you wake up, make me my tea, say hi. Give every me day. Kiss, and, just, yeah. and that's it. That's mm. it. Um, and then there were times where I would be ferociously consistent and then other areas i wouldn't be consistent i'm like what is this th- what is this thing so i was challenging myself mm. let me be consistent and then uh, one of the things that i found is um is like looking for the short-term result looking for results too quickly mm. that's why i quit too easily on forming a, do- a new habit it just took too long that too but uh, I didn't see, feel I was seeing the results I wanted to see in the time mm. that I wanted to see it. Mm. Not what was realistic. So then with this, I said, okay, $100 million. Okay. I bet I can sign a billion dollar contract. <laughs> How would I do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, do this um, for 10 straight years. Mm. Just as consistently and as to the highest level that you can. And don't quit. And then after 10 years, which will be 2030, then you can be like, okay, I'm done with this. Only after you, you put yes. in the after you put in the time and the consistency. And there's no ways you're not going to see anything after being uh, that yeah, consistent yeah, with yeah. something that you actually like to do over an ex- extended period of time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I like uh, a lot about this podcast. Because mm-hmm. I love communication. I love mm-hmm. speaking to people. I love building relationships. It's like, it's fun. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now this is a difficult one. Yes. Who's been your most favorite guest? Favorite guest? Oh, hey, oh. favorite guest. Think very carefully about your answer. Yeah, think very. So <laughs> since I want Sky Edition, I think <laughs> <laughs> I'll remove you from the conversation. I'll, I'll remove you from the conversation because okay. you're just you. Uh, so majority of the guests that I've had, um, I wouldn't say that I've got a favorite, but I've got one of the most. I think one of the most interesting conversations that I had wasn't I think the one which was the most uh, authentic was I'm not going to say a favorite but one that had me introspective a bit mm. because I our worlds could not have been far more different um, was a lady um, her name is Sandy Kirkham okay. and she was telling me a story of in the church context how she was um, preyed upon in the church like you know mm. the 
when she was and uh, serving a youth pastor. A youth pastor took advantage of her, you know, mm. had a sexual relationship with her, had her excommunicated from the church, and and really messed up mentally. And then she couldn't have a good relationship, and she had to reconcile all of that. Just and also sort of seeing the strength that she was able to pull herself out of that and confront something that was just so dark, um, especially in a place where you're supposed to go find hope in mm, church geez. and then it's like yeah and then uh, yeah, it had me like a question on a lot of things because i i grew up in the church i was convinced that i was going to be mm. the next td jakes and then i saw what's going on in church i'm like absolutely not uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. it's not because it's because this is one of these is not like the other you know so i think that was the one that had me introspective a lot because number one she's uh she's a white female from the united states and i'm a young black male from south africa like there's we have absolutely zero in common but then i could i could uh, connect with her because she's being so real sharing a very human and uh tragic experience mm-hmm. you know so that's the thing mm-hmm. i think the, mo- the most f- the most fun that i've had on the show was yeah. uh I, th- I think it was like three weeks ago okay like three weeks ago um this was like this just pretty fun and this was uh, uh his name was Ukarabone. um so he was connected by a friend uh, by a family right mm-hmm. uh he knew my fa- well, they weren't family but like you know family friend yeah family yeah. friend so he so i originated from a place called davidson in east rand okay. and he still uh, i think he doesn't still stay there but he's also also from there so we really connected after i don't know 15 odd years mm-hmm. um and then we just had just like bro conversations but yeah you know, like bro conversations we were talking about talking about the hood and and i and i, and I clarified that i'm from Pinoni, but mm-hmm. not the hood because it's two <laughs> different things there's a place a suburb called lakefield yeah i've heard of lakefield yeah, yeah. you've heard of lakefield mm. okay right there's lakefield Pinoni, mm-hmm. and then there's davidson Pinoni. davidson is the hood, the hood, hood. hood. <laughs> and i said people thought, when i say i'm from Pinoni, people always think that you're from the hood but i don't know mm-hmm. for what reason and i didn't want to growing up i didn't correct people uh, I didn't correct him. I was really? like, "Oh, you from the hood?" I'm like, "Nope, <laughs> definitely not." <laughs> I thought you were from the hood all the time. Nope, I just didn't correct you because yeah. I wanted you to embrace me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then we just talked about, um, we talked about football. We talked about uh, coming from the hood. We talked about, um, just like man to man conversations about. I asked the same question: What can we do better? And mm-hmm. it was just after the week. Uh, it was like a couple of days after Ricky Rick. Um, tragically passed away so we've talked about we need to talk as men we need to mm. share our conversations and then one of the most interesting <laughs> things that he actually did i've never had this happen on the show which <laughs> happened more often is that he said you must think of the worst case scenario as a guy okay you must think of like what would you do if you found your woman cheating on you <laughs> and then he asked people that question like yo mababulari yo i kill them yo, yo i'd murder them he's like I- i'd walk away and just leave them like walk away leave them then he called his friend and said his one friend said that I'll just uh, he would call him and then please organize wine probably red <laughs> organize <laughs> wine and then drink all night and then laugh about the problems and then just move mm. on because I'm not going to kill someone now yeah. we have GBV he called them on the, uh, on the show live he, uh. he called, we called him and then as true as his word he gave the answer to say I found my wife cheating on me he'd been married for like four, seven, four to seven years of cheating on me this is what i do i call you mm. can i please stay over there can we just drink the whole <laughs> night 
and then we just move yeah. on. I was like, that's the that's the most fun that I've had in um, in the conversations. Um, and then uh, this is probably a question that you're not uh, not gonna ask, but I'll answer okay. the question. Is like, yeah. how do I choose my guest now? Yes. <laughs> I don't have a five year plan, mm. PowerPoint presentation. Mm. No, no. I was like, who who do I deem interesting and as also um, accessible? as open to me having a conversation with them because when I started I was like why don't I just only speak to those people blown up made yeah. it yes let's go straight yes. for the black I mean, it's so much easier yeah well, well no it's harder uh. well, I mean it's easy from a viewership and or, li- or a listenership I think, yeah. perspective that mm. it's of course if I talk to yeah. creative people would yeah mm. however that goes back to what I was saying uh, with the 10 year vision like if I've got 10 years I have more than enough time exactly to speak to all these people and then the best conversations uh, I've had of people who um, like yourself they're not Michael Jordan's retail manager because that's like, oh Michael Jordan's retail manager <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'll get there yeah but then it's not like this or this is this mystique about them it's just your humble every every everyday uh, person um the same age group, different mm, race, different relatable. color, uh, relatable mm-hmm. uh, people that like you honestly give you the best conversations mm. that builds up that, that equity. Um, call it sweat equity. You know, like uh, you build up the equity of all these guests that you've spoken to. Um, I mean, even I- in the proposal I, say, I sent you, I was like, here is the person that I had the conversation yes. that's similar to you and <laughs> we have similar conversations yeah. because that maybe makes it easier for you to come on because you said, I've actually put in the effort to go to speak to me with other people. And then I've, I've like you've met these people uh, quote-unquote celebrities in SA. I don't, do we have celebrities or are they just big media personalities? I, I don't know. Hello. See, this is where this whole PR thing comes in. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because, okay, America's Beyonce, we yeah. have... We've got Theo Baloy. Beyonce. Like, there's <laughs> different... <laughs> but we're not talking celebrities yet. I'm saying celebrities. I think he's going to be so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> Theo's not a celebrity. He's a, he's a businessman. He's a businessman. He's, he's yeah. a businessman. Like, I'm like, Beyonce... I'm, my question is... Five marks. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have celebrities in South Africa? Don't we've got, we? It's we've got Beyonce, and then here we have. That's things. That's, a, that's things as well. Or no, just celebrities I'm just, anyway. I'm, just, I'm talking about star power. Yeah. Like, 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 like oh God. Because think about this: Beyonce, there's Kanye, there's uh, <laughs> Lil John. <laughs> but we've got we've got your Kanye bars. I mean, she's killing it right now on the wife. I mean, on the wife. Fantastic job. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she did. <laughs> <laughs> she's really doing an amazing yeah. job. Um. I think there's a lot. No, because like I, I think I was speaking to a nutritionist uh, of mine. Um, uh, uh, also, someone says, someone said, like, I bet you can't give him a couple of minutes off. I'm like, I bet you I can. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. So then, like, I spoke to this nutritionist. She was like saying, I don't think we have celebrities in SA. Like, mm. that's weird because I can name you a few celebrities. Yeah. We've got we've got Cuesta, we've got AKA, we've got Casper, mm. we've got Nasty C, but he dipped. He left us. I think. <laughs> yeah, he left. So yeah. I don't think he's still here. I don't think we still own him. No, okay. He, he just we don't own him. no. Yeah, he just he's, left. He's gone. He's gone. No, he's gone. He's gone. 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 That's a conversation I'll have with yeah, them. Yeah. But anyway, the, let me call them the Nzansi celebs. Yes. Um, there are a lot of them who are cool, and there are some who I'm like, 
I sometimes wish I didn't meet my quote unquote hero or whatnot because you can be so you can be disappointed because you mm. think a certain way about them mm. and then you start start speaking to them you're like one of these is not like the other mm. um, that's the thing um, mm. and uh, to be fair to them when you reach out to them they're like about what here's what they start thinking about um, and here's why I prefer the er- uh, the everyday person who you mm-hmm. uh, building us is they start thinking about their branding, their PR, what's going to be said in the paper, mm-hmm. what's going to be said on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I don't care about Twitter. It's not a real place anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and what's going to happen on the on Instagram, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here. So I, I guess that's that um, tough dimension yeah. that they have to mm-hmm. face. I didn't think about it at first, but I'm like, actually, that does make sense. And some of them, they're just tough. They're like, nah, nah, mm-hmm. I'd rather do that. Not even enough for me. I just don't want to. Okay. <laughs> yeah, some of them are stuff like that. So, mm. so how do I pick? Uh, how do I pick the guests? Uh, starting out, I was like, um, let me speak to an author friend of mine. Author friend of mine became uh, a woman who works in in strategic and consulting, and then mm. referred to hum- now. I was going to say human rela- uh, human resources, but human capital, capital. Mm-hmm. Or, or people effectiveness, uh, <laughs> or whatever you guys want to come up with. Um, then that became some rappers then it became dancers then it became um gym enthusiasts and then it became then i got a hold of some people overseas and it was like you know, pastors and then it was like i still have an episode i need to air which is a guy who started comedy central that oh, that was yeah. also very interesting that was yeah. very very interesting yeah. um and then now how i sort of like i'm picking the guests i'm like okay so now i'm comfortable sp- i've spoken to all these all these people um i can approach a tiamo I can approach a Theo, I can uh, appro- approach a Kabusi, I can approach an Amanda and say, listen, I just want to just chat. Yeah. I yeah. can't offer you my eyes when I chat, I just yeah. want to just learn. Um, and, yeah. and people, are, and like, uh, if you come in from it that angle, then people are more uh, more willing than not to be uh, to be part of this because the message I'm, I want to send through doing this small scale is going to grow bigger and for- fortunately, unfortunately, is that you can start with less than 10,000 rand. You can just start mm. and then you start broadcasting yourself and broadcasting your voice. And it's like, because someone needs to hear what you do. Exactly. Say, and so. you know what I love about it? It's, 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 <coughs> it's fresh. It's, mm. um, I think it's, it's people that you'll, br- you'll bring on people that we've, we've heard the interviews from the, from the celebrities, but you yeah. know, and it's okay. It's enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, enough yeah. I think there's, there's, there's so much more um, knowledge out there, mm. you know, from different people. Job was a lie. Oh, tell me 
why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's easy. You should bring in a uh, bring through a medium or a fortune teller. That was them on my list. That on my, <laughs> on yeah. my list. On yeah. my list. I'm not sure my church members will be like, "What are you doing?" I'm, like, I'm learning. Yeah. Like, I'm, and then also another thing that I've, uh, because I recently got married, right? Mm. For the last time. <laughs> we'll never do this again. <laughs> I'm out. 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 I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. Especially Zulu woman. Very lovely. But uh, did you just say especially? Huh? Did you say especially no, a Zulu said, woman? No, no, no. I said Zulu woman. I didn't say especially. Oh, okay. You know, other, otherwise I walk outside and I'm, <laughs> I'm like, like, what did you just say? <laughs> the Zulu woman is fantastic. But if uh, this doesn't work out, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. I'm going to give myself a Dominican or an American <laughs> or Latin. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, so then um, the question came up because I'm Swati, right? Um, and the nation of a Swatini, there's a law where King Swati III, he issued a law to say that if you are a Swati male, you shall marry five women or face a prison sentence. I'm not too sure if that, if that was a meme or fake news but it was very yeah. interesting i'm like oh mm. wow yeah so we had the conversation about polygamy does polygamy yeah. work doesn't not work i personally cannot do it one <laughs> is enough and i'm out <laughs> so that's enough. but i want to get a polygamist on the show oh, wow. and i want to understand how do you do it and yes. I, like because i because i don't understand it that's why i i, mm, I just mm, don't mm, understand mm, it i think bringing a book what do they call them uh woman that marries um more than one man as well yeah do they even exist I don't know. <laughs> That's the There's thing. a challenge for you. <laughs> <laughs> Bet you I can't find one. I honestly would love to understand because there's so much taboo around polygamy, mm-hmm. uh, especially reverse polygamy, if you want to call yeah. it that. Yeah. Um, I want to know how it works how it's working for you yeah. just so I can learn that would probably trend on Twitter but for the wrong reasons <laughs> but I still want to I still, I still want to learn so that's yeah. my um, yeah so that's my favorite thing yeah. about the podcast it's, uh, it's a lot of fun you know cool yeah this was amazing yeah yeah I yeah. love this I, I really enjoyed this yeah yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. Have any last questions or no mm. no it's, I, I really enjoyed this though yeah yeah <laughs> good. Love it. good 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 <laughs> All right, cool. That has uh, told you, man. We're like almost two hours. So that has been uh, Tiamo Mativella. Uh, she is a retail super powerhouse. <laughs> Just came up with that word <laughs> uh, during the course of the, the show. Retail yeah, definitely. She, she is the re- retails. Uh, you can call yourself the retail girl. Okay. I have got a, another okay. name for okay. you. Like just like in credits, we've got starring. You are a steri. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so she, uh, she is a retail superpower house, and then she shared her journey. Um, and thank you very much for coming through. Yeah. And then uh, I think I'll, I'll call you back like six months to a year from now, so that we can have uh, another session like yeah. this. But that has been me and Tiamo. And remember that success is the progressive realization of where the ideal. That means you're going after what you've always wanted to go after because it's aligned with your highest values and that is the only way for you to live a truly fulfilled and successful life. Thank you very much, Chiamo.
Thank you for joining us on this episode on the NJ Podcast. Make sure to visit the website at the njpodcast.captivateair.fm where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, all the other podcast platforms or via RSS so you never miss a show. You can also find the video content on the YouTube channel and Instagram page. That will be in Jablo James on YouTube and jablo.j.ngosi for Instagram. Please subscribe and follow on those platforms as well. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on the podcast platforms. Or if you'd like to tell a friend about the show, that will help us out too. If you'd like more information about published or upcoming books, visit www.njablojames.com for more information. Please reach out if you'd like to share what you would like to hear and which guests should be invited to the show. And remember, success is a progressive realization of a worthy ideal, which means that you are doing what you have always wanted to do because it is aligned with your highest values and this is the only way you can live a truly fulfilled life. Now just chill until the next episode.